But we're going to I'm gonna wrap this up, at least for this month. And we'll always come back to it. You can never exhaust what Jesus is saying. The next one, we're probably talking about the resurrection. We're probably talking about the whole month. Especially since with that being the most demonic month in the world, the most the greatest supernatural power that ever happened was the resurrection. And we'll probably get into that next week. But this week, when you can't help but boast in the Lord. We've had some great things going on this past couple weeks. We have some bad things, we have some great things, but you know, we still we've got the glory no matter what's going on. But we're gonna open it up, look at the scripture, and see what happened. When God did when Jesus did something so remarkable that even when he said don't say nothing, you just couldn't help but keep it to yourself. You had to tell us about it. Matthew 9, 27 through 31. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David. He, he, right now they're declaring his kingship as David's son. Have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said unto him, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touch ye their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightened charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth, but they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. Did Jesus just say keep it to yourself? You can't keep it to yourself. See, the only time that we are blessed enough to be able to brag like we really want to brag is when we brag in the Lord. Because that's where we that's where our, that's where our strength comes from. That's where that's where everything God has given us comes from. And even though he was giving them a, a commandment, when God gives you, you get something that's just so good to you, I mean, so good, you can't get that to yourself. Unless it's like a Twinkie or something, you got to kind of hide beat that. You know, nobody's find that. But with something like this, you got to share. When someone has blessed you, it is even blessed you. Is it even possible for you to keep it to yourself? Wouldn't the excitement of the blessing just start bubbling over until it spills out? The best example we all can recognize is around the holidays when our family and children sit together and they begin to open gifts and their eyes seem to get real big when they get a look at what they got and like a movie in slow motion they holler, yes, yes, and joy bursts out in forms of tears or laughter and thankfulness. And you got these tears here, look at those faces. <laughs> Excited. You can't keep that to yourself. You got to tell somebody. You see what I got? Ooh, boy, yeah. It's like, uh, listen, see last night. Since he was running around like this. Boy, he's excited. I was like, man, don't hurt your head when you turn that corner. Because, jeez. Rejoice. If we act like that with physical gifts, how much more excited should we be when Christ our Lord has given us the greatest gift, eternal life? Psalm 34, 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. We rejoice. We rejoice when God has done some amazing things. We rejoice when God gets us a job. We rejoice when God gave us some extra money. We rejoice when our have children. We rejoice. We just rejoice when God is moving. And you know it's God. When you know everybody told you no, and all of a sudden somebody told you yes, and you didn't have to owe them to get it, you rejoice. Because God gives good gifts. He gives good gifts. Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. 
See, it's a commandment to give God thanks and glory when he's doing what he's doing. Even if he's not doing it, he's doing it, and you need to be giving him glory and honor. Habakkuk 3.18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. We serve a God that is holy, and he has all right to be praised and worshipped the way he is due. Could you imagine having a secret like that and trying to keep it to yourself? You look crazy. You ever see somebody they want to say something in their mouth all tight? You know, they want to say something, but they can't. I'm like, this is just sad. I'm not supposed to, but. Well, you ain't here for me. You know how to You was blind last time. Now you're walking around together, seeing everything better than everyone is, and you're going to try and keep it to yourself. That would be an improper response to the miracle Christ has done. That would be. You can't sit there and just be still and be quiet. God that did all that for you. Wish you better than me. I couldn't do it. The fact is this. When something so spectacular has happened to you that you can't keep it to yourself, you now have a test. You see, the test was about faith. Jesus said, let it be done to you according to your faith. The test was faith in him. They passed. And because they passed, they just had to tell everybody that they got an A. When, you, when my kids get an A on their report, it is on my refrigerator for me to see. Because they want everybody to know, I got an A. I want you to acknowledge that I got an A. I want you to see. I, I had to sign like, oh, some of their quizzes they got an A on. Because they need to get a signature for it. You want people to know, you boasting those things. This whole business is only right to boast the things that God gives us right now. I do. My credit was jacked for a long time. Hey, but I'm saving so much money on my credit, my car insurance, because my credit got bad. I did. My understanding about money was jacked. Now I don't have to stick up Paul and pay Peter. They direct deposit now. I don't even see that money. They just get paid. I've gotten better. I tell people about it. I said, yeah, I was in financial crisis. I was, one day I wouldn't make money. I don't know how to handle it. I had to grow up. God had to show me some things. I had to keep the faith. All right, I'm going to teach y'all a little Greek. We're going to be a bilingual church here. I teach you a little Greek, a little Hebrew, a little Latin, a little Christianese, and a little English, okay? Testimony. In the Greek, it is Martyria. I need y'all to say Martyria. Martyria. All right. Martyria. It means to witness, evidence, testimony, reputation. That's what it is in the Greek. When miracles happen, it's not a time for shutting up. It's a time for rejoicing. Witnessing is a believer's duty because of what has been done for them. Proverbs 14.25. A true witness delivereth soul, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. That's what I tell you all the time. Check the proof. Check the fruit. Somebody walking up to you trying to tell you something, trying to witness some nonsense to you, check the fruit. I don't care if it's a Jehovah's Witness, I don't care if it's a Roman Catholic, I don't care if it's a Buddhist, I don't care if it's a Krishna, I don't care if it's a Muslim, check the fruit. Black Hebrew Israelite, check the fruit. Check it. That's how you make a determination. Don't make an emotional determination based on what they're saying. Okay, I heard you. Where your family at? Because they're going to tell you the truth. If your kid's crazy, I don't want nothing to do with you. 
If your wife don't like you, I don't want nothing to do with you. If you don't work no job, I definitely don't want nothing to do with you. Lazy. How many souls were saved because of two blind men receiving their sight began to witness to everyone they knew and had the evidence of the miracle right on their faces? Think about it. You couldn't see five minutes ago. You walk out of your house, you don't have a blind man sticking anymore. You just walk into the floor, hey, how you doing? You can see me? Yeah, I can see you. Jesus just healed me just five minutes ago. Who is that? Well, let me tell you about it. And then you begin to witness about it. You begin to boast about it. You begin to tell them, I don't, the, the man God who fell, who, who been walking amongst us just healed me. I called him, I said, son of David, can you heal my eyes? And he said, you believe I can do that? And I said, yeah. He said, be it unto you. And your eyes open. I'm not going to be quiet on that. Matter of fact, you be you come, I, I got to tell you about tell you about a man I met and what he done for me. Okay, look at my eye. What color are my eyes? I ain't even know I had a color, but I got a color now. Because you was blind and now you can see. See, you can, you can be spiritually blind as well. Just because you can see, that means you can see. What was that like Hank last night? Your wife told you. She said everybody can see they're headed for a divorce, but you. Why Hank couldn't see that? Hank was blind. We as believers are called to witness to every people group when prompted by the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say it again. We as believers are called to witness to every people group when prompted by the Holy Ghost. That doesn't mean you've got to talk to everybody. God might already have somebody talking to that person. If you go over there, you might mess that up. Shh. Let the Holy Ghost lead you when you're doing stuff like that. Let Him lead you. And you'll know, because he won't leave you alone. You'll try to walk away. He said, didn't I tell you to go back and talk to him? You'll know. It would have been irresponsible for the two blind men to walk around seeing and not sharing what the Lord had done for them. Don't you know you give God glory when you boast on his goodness, when you proclaim his name to all? The best witness is not the preacher. It's the people in the pew. See, people think that, oh, we're going to come to he, he preach a good word. He gonna preach. He gonna get all these folks saved. No, God, don't work that way. Number one, God said he, if we lift him up, he would draw all men to him. That's number one. Number two, the people that's walking in here, they may hear me preaching. They looking at me, but they looking at y'all too. How do they greet me? How? Do, I kid you not. Many people say I don't. They don't want to go to churches specifically for the ushers. They was me. He sat in my seat. Did you get here on time? It ain't your seat. You come late, sit in the back. And you know, y'all, well, I don't care about that. You come on time. We tell you come late. You gonna come late for your job? What you come late here for? But that's what people say. Oh man, they, they, I didn't feel the love. And we've been, my wife has been to church like they walked in there boy, it's like, it's a church. But all these frowned up faith, why y'all face twisting? The spirit of God wants me in here? Or y'all running them up out of here? Because this is on course, making me feel uncomfortable. I can't even sit in my seat. You can't even have to go. And then they didn't want us to go. Are you going to disturb the presence of the Lord? Why? Because she minded? She ain't even saying nothing. We're just talking about it. Anyway. Um, but the people are not looking at me. They're looking at the Bible. They're looking at the people that's in there. What they about? 
Everybody know my big mouth. Yeah, that's no big. Well, who are the people that are they really paying attention? Are they really loving? Are they really caring? See, church Christian Christians get a bad rap. We bigots. We know-it-alls. We un, we uh, uh, hypocrites. Yeah, and one more won't hurt. Join the club. We all trying to get it right. I ain't sitting there telling I get it right all the time. No. But I don't quit. And when I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. And I ain't asking for your money. Duh. Real lives are the best witness anyone can see. Matthew 7, 15 through 20. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by the fruits ye shall know them. If you ain't prospering for the Lord, you're going to get burnt up. People don't want to hear that. That's another reason why folks don't want to come to Christianity. Because you get cut here. You can, God can plant you, pat you, water you, and then all of a sudden that, that word get in you, you start growing, and you start growing, and you get real strong, and then he chops some of your stuff off. You're going to be like, ah, why he do that? Because a gardener has to prune the roses to grow. He has to trim them. So that you stay healthy. You have to trim off all of the lag, the excess. You see, people don't want to get cut. People don't want to be told about themselves. Nobody wants to be told that they're a low down, dirty sinner. Nobody wants to be told that they're a fornicator, that they're an adulterer, they're a liar, they're a hypocrite. Nobody wants to be told that they're, you know, they're promoting lasciviousness, which is uh, seducing men and women to do evil, to sin. Nobody wants to be called a false witness. That hurt. You know, words hurt. But the truth will set you free. Yeah. That's why John 8, 36 is one of my, it's my favorites. Like, whose son says free is free indeed. See, we, we all need to be set free from something. And you only win the battles that you confront. That's like, you, 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 you can't make no shots you won't take. That's why we, us men got to say, when you man want to step to a woman, he's shy, he shy about it. Shoot your shot. You don't know. She might be Philly. You don't know. If you sit there and be quiet, you ain't never going to find out. She might say, yeah. It's the same thing with Christianity. Once she's waiting to be caught, we count on the cost. Because don't get me wrong, it will cost you something. This word is very, very clear. He said, if you love mother and father more than me, you ain't worthy of me. If you love your son and daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. If you love your money, your prestige, and your power, you are not worthy of me. It's, it's, it, it costs. It costs. But his word also says, whoever has done those things, whoever has done those things, will get that back in his lifetime. He'll get it back and some. I'll add to it. But you got to go through it. And you gotta know the difference between the ones that's trying to sell you something and the ones that's trying to give you the truth. That's why I got this picture up here with this guy with this box on his head. 
beware of false teachers, preachers, and prophets. Yeah, yeah, box on his head, trying to tell you once you see how ugly he is underneath that box. Why? Because you run away. And you got these gold bars, and all the gold bars is written more precious than gold. We are more precious than gold. Y'all know that? Do you know that God, you are, more, you are worth more to him than anything, any material, anything, any resource that's down here on this earth? Anything. If he didn't spare, if he didn't spare his own son for us, how much more, how much more precious are we there? The angel said to himself, I said, who is man that you are mindful of? Who? He's made a little lower than the angels. Which means we don't have the same power that the angels have. And yet still, he provides for us just like he does now. I believe that Christ is worth more than any world possession you can think of. It has the power to move mountains and mend broken hearts. It's one thing to say you believe, but when God sends the test to see if you really do, be ready just like the two blind men. Their faith became a testimony for all to hear and see. See, God did something for them. And they boasted in the Lord about it. They just couldn't. And they weren't the only ones. There were other accounts of men just like that. Got healed, got set free, got, got delivered, uh, cast a demon out of them. And they just they had to tell everybody about it. It's like the man that, went, that was lame and couldn't walk. And Jesus said, pick up your bed and walk. Picked up his bed and Pharisees said, who, who told us on it? What authority you can do this? I don't know the authority he had, but he healed me. I'm telling you, he healed me. I'm old now. It's unlawful for you to walk around with that power. You can say what you want to say, but I'm walking. I'm walking in my head, and I'm telling you about it. First John 3, 23 through 24. I told you it was going to be a little short. Anymore. We talked a lot today. <laughs> and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And love one another. Notice how you don't get away from loving one another. You don't get away from that. As he gave us commandment, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. Do what he said. Do what he said. And he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. That is why I keep telling you, if you have the spirit of the Holy Ghost, you are a genius, whether you know it or not, because he is all truth, all truth. Whether all truth is accessible and available to you, at God's discretion, but it's available to you. All you have to do is be rightly aligned with him. See, I use the two blind men because many of us see and really can't see and many of us hear and really can't hear. When they got the opportunity to boast and brag about the Lord, they did not hesitate. They ran with that. This man, come here about a man that healed my eyes from birth. And how ironic is it that two blind, there was two blind men. Like how y'all find each other? We need the Spirit of God. We need God. We need God's leaders, teachers, guidance, wherever we're going, because it's getting rough out here. Now, in your homes, it should be peace. I tell you right now, I, I pray for peace in your homes, man. 
because outside, when you walk outside the door, it's chaotic. The spirit, of, the spirit of God goes with you everywhere if you have it in you. But when you walk outside your door, it ought to be peaceful like no other. You ought to be able to raise your hands and say, Lord, thank you that I made it another day. I'm, I'm able to walk through my doors, safe and sound. My children are good. My parents are good. My family's good. Lord, thank you. You begin to rejoice. You begin to give him thanks and give him glory and honor because he has kept you yet another day. We got to be more rejoicing. We got to be more boasting. We got to be more witnessing. That's what we're going to do. We're going to finish it. We gonna, I don't know we gonna, what's going to happen in October. Everybody keep trying to prophesy stuff and this, that, coming. We just going to trust God. Like we've been trusting. He's been providing. He's been protecting. He's been guiding. We're going to keep going with that because that works. We're going to plead the blood over all of us, all of our children. That's what we're going to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the word. Lord. We thank you that the word penetrates the hearts, Father, even the hearts, Lord God. Lord, we know that you have the best interest for us. We thank you for the encounters, Father. We thank you for the encouragement. We thank you that your word corrects and reproves and guides us where we need to go. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are a God to us, that you are not just a false God. You're not just a statue, that you are living that you are living water, and that you have poured out your spirit upon all your people. And Father, we thank you that we are here, and we are humble, Father, by choice. We will humble ourselves, but we won't wait to be humble by life situations and arrogance, Lord God. But we take it right now, Father. We eat a slice of humble pie right now. We don't need the world to humble us, Lord God. We want to be humble and have a life of humility in front of you, Lord God, so we can come over to your home of grace, and we need to to intercede for our loved ones, to intercede for strangers, to intercede for the church, to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ overseas and abroad. Lord, right now, more than anything, we need you, Lord God. It's always, yet and still, Father, a sin problem. Not a virus, not murders, not treason, not liars, sin. We thank you, Father. We await the day that you eradicate it, that you glorify us, Father, that we will be risen with you. Right now, Father, we live until you come and us. We thank you. We love you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.